Hey, so <clears throat> here we are, episode 3 of Meditations with Aman. Welcome back. It's been a busy, busy day. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's lots of things going on in my head. Uh, I don't know where to start, but I guess I'll start with this. Big shout out to everyone who's listened and who's reached out to tell me that they've listened and what they've liked. Shout out Varma uh, from Delhi. Shout out Chooks from Vancouver. And shout out uh, George and Johanna from Norway. Everyone's thrown a little bit of their input in. And I really appreciate it. Like again, uh, I'm not going to speak too much about why I'm doing this. I've fucking spent two episodes doing that. But uh, it just meant a lot that people have reached out. And, and I'm I'm enjoying this. But I think one of the things that I've sort of uh, felt a little conflicted about is um, I wanted this thing to be very low pressure and improv. But at the same time, this whole thing is, if there is a theme to any of what I'm doing is, this whole thing is, it started off as sort of a quest for happiness, if you want to call it that. It's just sort of a conversation, maybe with myself, maybe with some people, on finding out what it is really to be happy and find meaning and find some meaning in life. And I guess when I first started it off, it was just sort of me riffing. But the last few days, I've actually... Uh, had like things pop up in my head that I've wanted to talk about and I felt kind of conflicted about that because on one hand it was it was like oh I'm not gonna have any talking points I'm not gonna talk about things it's just gonna be things off the top of my head but uh, seeing as this whole thing is kind of like what the fuck is happiness uh, somewhere on some micro level the fact that I've had ideas and I've actually like noted down those ideas so I don't forget about them is means that there's somewhere along the way that's probably what's going to make me happy and if I don't do it then uh, I'm not being true to myself and I'm not being true to what this podcast is and another thing is uh, this um, pod like I don't want this pod to be just one thing so even if I shoehorn it into being this you know, only improv, no talking points, then I'm, again, I'm shoehorning it into being something. The whole idea is that it's malleable. It's like clay, one day it's something, the next day it's something else. So with that out of the way, I guess we can get into it. Um, I'll just start with what I was doing last night. I was watching uh, another one of Anthony Bourdain's episodes from his show Parts Unknown. And I guess I can give a brief history of who he is or who he was because sadly he uh, took his own life a few years ago. He was a chef who became like an overnight superstar from the release of this book called Kitchen Confidential, which I have just scoured from page to page like three or four times now already. Uh, he fancied himself, or, or he fancied himself as uh, sort of a reincarnation of Hunter S. Thompson. That's my words. He basically drew inspiration from Th- 
Thompson's writing, and I and then he became this overnight superstar. Got his own travel food show, which is a fucking dream. And and then he just sort of cemented this little, he carved out this little act, uh, part of the world for himself, and he, he kind of got this cult following because of his personality and stuff. And for me, he remains like one of my biggest inspirations. Partly as a writer, but partly also just who he is and how he who he was and how he carried himself as a human being. He was so open minded to different cultures. He knew how. Uh, uh like i hate using the word privilege now because it's been butchered everyone uses it for without and it's lost its like truest meaning but that's a tangent he really recognized what the privilege it is for being born in america and being an american citizen and having literally the world at your fucking fingertips which people what i fucking have recognized for about half a decade now maybe even more just from my own like fortunate experience of having done my undergrad in the us but it's a very real advantage you get if when you're born there and he recognized it and i'm not going to talk about the political stuff but i'm talking more just travel like being born with an american passport or a or a western passport opens up so many doors that that it's fucking crazy for anyone who's who fancies themselves a traveler as i do it's ridiculous the 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 extra doors and paths that open up for you if you have a western passport but that's neither here nor there point is he just knew how insular the american or the western world can be and he constantly sort of pushed his comfort zone uh he, although he wouldn't call it that he was he would he was just sort of humbled by his experiences as he traveled the world multiple times to african nations he's been to india a few times he's been to sri lanka he's been to you know bhutan myanmar and all these absolutely fucking obscure places that you wouldn't imagine uh, a tv personality would go to and what distinguished distinguished him from uh any other tv personality and i would say even any other journalist is that he uh knew his biases uh political biases but he wouldn't stop that he wouldn't stop himself from dining with someone just because they had a different perspective and i think that's i think we've lost that in this world or maybe that's just because I, i'm so fucking exposed to the toxicity of the internet that it seems like everything's that it seems like if you meet someone who just shares a different perspective and because politics is so fucking toxic in this day and age so if you meet someone with a different political perspective they are automatically the enemy and and like you guys have both sort of drawn your swords and whoever makes the first move is the one that's going to fucking get butchered and i think that's such a stupid way to live your life because you're just showing you're closing doors to so many other experiences that you you wouldn't possibly know if you you know if you all all, all it takes is an open mind and what i love about him specifically is he uses food as that tool 
and i know i went li- i went on on a little bit of a tangent uh i don't again i'm not going to get much more into politics i that's for another episode but what is so great about him and and why i feel he's such a huge inspiration for me is because i think first of all he's opened up my taste buds uh, or my palate for food to something i never would have imagined it would have been like i eat steaks rare to medium rare now solely because uh, first of all watching it on a television show visually it's just so much more appealing to look at a fucking rare bloody steak than it is to look like a well done fucking rubbery piece of shit uh and i'm a very visual person i'm a photographer for fuck's sake so that's one of the thing one of the reasons i've drawn in i think that's a very uh calculated approach that the tv production crew and even bodain himself who had a lot of influence on uh how the show would be edited did because food is a visual and your pheromones are affected by what you see and i talked about this i think a couple of episodes ago where i was where my when i was saying that you know my mom would give me tips on how to make my food look better whereas i was just like oh no food is sustenance you know like who gives a fuck what it looks like but uh watching this show and reading his books and his passion for food and his passion for different foods especially like he would eat fucking anything opened up my own mind uh to just try new things especially uh, cuisines because i mean bigger picture it's a fucking finite uh time we have on this earth and as I, and if you have the opportunity to try something that you that you wouldn't normally get to in your daily routine or, you know i think you sort of owe it to yourself to do it because not many people will have that chance and uh i sort of have this strange routine when i live in vancouver because i do the intermittent fasting thing i generally will save my biggest most like wholesome meal for dinner and the time i eat really varies it just sort of depends on when i'm hungry and whether i've worked out or not and what time i've worked out but invariably it's around between like 6 pm to about 9 pm and and this is a giant meal like 14 to 16 ounce steak you know 400 grams of potatoes tons of butter couple of glasses of wine maybe or like a a giant you know bowl a rice bowl of chicken and some veggies you know it's just a huge meal and invariably when i'm eating this meal i end up watching his show and it sort of became this very sacred routine that i would have like i would find a lot of peace in that time i love cooking for that very reason because you can just sort of like zone out or zone in to what you're doing uh chopping the veggies or sauteing you know the fucking onions as you cut up the garlic like all that shit is so it's so cathartic and peaceful and i know a lot of people don't uh feel this way my roommates who i live with they don't give a fuck about cooking uh they i i mean <laughs> i very much view their view of cooking is like what i used to think which is just you know the sustenance aspect of it and fucking fair enough like not everyone has the time to uh devote to the art of cooking or i would say i should say the craft of cooking cuz everything doesn't have to be a fucking art uh anyway 
it's another rant of mine what i was saying was because uh this the 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 sacred aspect of that routine like watching the show and watching the show is it's not it's not a minimal influence like that is such a major part of that routine of mine because each show is like each episode is so ridiculously different from the previous one like he could be in charleston north carolina and the next day he's in madagascar and the day after he's in rio and the day after he's in amritsar and and what that shows is there's so many different fucking cuisines the show is kind of a political show like he talks a lot of politics but it's never about his politics it's always about the person who he's speaking to his politics and the country's politics and their perspective and it's always done over a meal and the meal what it represents uh politically like he's a huge fan of what was known as peasant food so like fat you know innards shit that was usually in historically thrown away by the elites you know the aristocrats were the scraps that the you know everyday working class and less than uh working class whatever that you know the peasants uh people in poverty uh so the scraps was what they ate and they ended up making ingenious really delicious food and and you see it in the shows and my mouth is watering just thinking about it uh, i apologize if you can hear that uh but um i mean that entire uh crazy impact that that show has had on me is partly it's my own perspective partly it's because i'm so in awe of this man like he's such a huge role model like i i everything i do is wanting to be like him and he's one of those people who's who i can he's probably the only people in my life who i could say is like someone i model my life on so I'm clearly, you know, like you you could probably tell how much I how much in awe I ha- I am of him and what he does and stuff. But there is a point to this entire thing and I'm getting to it. The big one of the biggest fucking reasons I wanted to come back to Delhi in this month is first of all I had the time, but more importantly, I had the time to spend with my grandmother and my parents of course but my grandmother especially because over the years when i used to come back home or when i would live at home and i would be cooking i would often very uh not rudely but semi rudely be dismissive of the food that was made at home you know but uh because of watching this show and sort of understanding the tradition of food and the sacred element to food and what it means to people and what it means traditionally to cultures i really wanted to come back and just sort of sit with my with my grandmother and and uh, and soak the the knowledge and uh, even and i mean i had thought about like recording a conversation i had with her and put it on the pod and i would love to at some point but currently like at the, in this moment i'm feeling a little nostalgic a little sad because my grandmother just left she she's gone to uh, hyderabad which is another city she's going to visit her other daughter which is crazy in its own sense because she's you know in her 80s and she's traveling during covid like it's a pandemic but i love the adventurous spirit of it all but uh, again that's another tangent it's another thing 
for another day i loved being back because i could eat the food i could sort of understand what the food meant especially my grandmother she's she's so loving and devoted to her children and grandchildren like everything that comes out of her mouth this is probably not unique to her i think it's just a trademark for all grandmothers is you know they want to feed you like like you're a pig being stuffed before it's you know gutted <laughs> which is fucking ironic because uh, my my entire family is vegetarian and uh, yeah just strange and funny like i wanted to i, I just wanted to eat the food and understand the tastes understand the ingredients uh like i didn't get to ask the questions that i maybe wanted to ask because i i didn't have them formulated in my head but uh it just like last night while i was eating dinner and watching the show um it just occurred to me that this was such a huge reason why i came back i may not have i i knew consciously that i wanted to come back to spend time with my family but a huge part of it was this food thing and it was a sort of understanding like our traditions as south indians and living up north like what that means you know i i've spent most of my life adult and teenage life as a south indian in the north of india and i'm extremely fortunate of course because i've had i've had the i've i've had the fucking great you know luck to live all around the world like i currently live in the west coast of canada i never would have thought that was that would ever be possible and and what that's done is open up my like world uh, like fo- my food world even further like which is beautiful and i think it all ties down to that in some strange way it's probably something i never knew uh, that was what was driving me and i, I don't know if this is like a deeper calling you know i want to be a cook or a whatever uh, for the rest of my life but i do know that food is such a huge part of my family like my dad cooks he's he's an amazing cook he's been cooking for ever since i was a kid my mom cooks she's an amazing cook my grandmother cooks like my aunt cooks my you know it's it's nuts like how significant food is uh to my life growing up especially like i've had such an insane variety of foods that i've been able to eat and maybe in some subliminal way like my subconscious was telling me you know like you need to travel for the food uh who knows but uh, it's just a, it's just an interesting thought and i definitely uh felt like a part of me coming back was the food thing and i've definitely picked up some stuff like i i you know i'm going to make some uh atta and some rotis which is basically what like wheat flour pizza base type dough a uh, few non hindi speakers when i do go back and i learned how to do that and i you know like i put up a story of me you know making some filter coffee which is like traditional strong south indian coffee because partly i was just so fucking excited to have filter coffee again but also it's so delicious and like I know I'm not going to have as much access to it when I go back so I just wanted to like do it and then also show it like I'm kind of obsessed with the uh, certain aspects of Instagram uh so I was like ah fuck it you know like and uh, yeah I forget where I was going with that whole thing but uh, yeah yeah food being a huge part of my life and yeah so I I I mean I I'd seen 
that on the show last night the thought occurred to me i was a bear down of course so forgive me if uh, this whole thing is actually complete garbage uh but you know it is what it is i i really enjoyed that episode was fucking fantastic he was in senegal eating some unbelievable meats chatting with the locals understanding senegalese culture and fascinating fucking culture man like that country but again that's for another um uh yeah that's for another time um i kind of want to end in maybe one of two ways i'll just do both uh and i'll probably edit one out but essentially like i had i have a couple of other ideas of things that i'm going to talk about over the next few episodes but fuck it i'll just end with a quote about uh a co- quote from andri bodin and and this is a this is a partial quote it's just a line from the episode last night that sort of struck me because again it's very much how i feel about uh, about travel especially how i feel about coming back to delhi and the quote is just this you have a pheromonic decision about places that's it uh, and you know very simple quote very like uh, verbose in what it means because who who the fuck would have thought of constructing a sentence like that pheromonic decision it's a beautiful way of putting a very simple idea which is basically the way i viewed it is you know nostalgia like nostalgia is all pheromones it's all chemicals like why do i feel so strongly about delhi despite all the problems that this fucking city has and this country has is because it's filled with nostalgia and pheromones and the smells and the noises and the fucking foods and the energy of the people and the aggressiveness of the people but also the really graciousness of the people and like it's all pheromones it's all chemicals and i'd heard that line last night in the midst of this fucking uh you know um build up of thought and it really struck me and i thought it would be a perfect way to end this so yeah let's just leave it at that uh thanks for listening peace out